When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Cicerino back here for week number eight of Acclaim to Fame. And we are so excited to talk once again about another week of the show we all love where Luis finally said goodbye. The layup is gone. Uh, let's welcome in a woman who's been with us every step of the way. The Martha Stewart to my Snoop Dogg. Of course, uh, please welcome in one of the smartest women to ever slide out of the birth canal. It is Jenny Autumn. Yes. Uh, speaking of Snoop Dogg, the, the puppies are off the leash. I'm feeling good. Like Elsie, I've learned that this is a, a sign of luck. So I'm feeling very lucky today. And uh, I'm feeling really good about, you know what? We, we were saying, Rob, that this was going to be that the eventual Louise boot was going to be kind of a sleepy episode. And, you know, while the the, the, the back end was a little less intrigued because we kind of all felt like we knew it was happening, mm-hmm. I still felt like it was still a good episode. Yeah. So I'm still, like, feeling very, very good. Well, we had good some intrigue. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Yeah, we yeah. have a, a bit of a betrayal to talk about. Uh, and, of course, there is no better duo to talk about mystery and intrigue with than the hosts of the crime scene wrap up uh give up all your magnifying glasses to mari forth and sarah carradine uh welcome to claim to fame is imatherm and a man <laughs> man is in the name yes yes uh, yes Thurman. solved mystery solved yeah yeah it kind of feels like we're, we're coming after the, the mysteries are already kind of solved it's just like will they get caught you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying it's like it's no longer the who done it it's the will they get caught of it all yeah. so so glad Which to is- be here with you guys that is still a very fun part, like mm-hmm. is, is is trying to see if somebody can get away with uh, not murder, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that is who done it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think the, the person who would have been a murderer has uh, left the house, <laughs> so swearing all the way with one of the <laughs> oh, oh. I was trying to figure out who wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah. Maxwell, <laughs> he just had a phone. He didn't break that many rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to uh, break it all down. Of course, uh, why don't we uh, get some just uh, takes on the season from uh, Sarah and, and Mari. Mari, how are you feeling about crime? About uh, not, not crime scene. I hope you're feeling good about crime scene. How are you, how are you feeling about claim to fame? 
good. It, like you guys have been saying for weeks now, why is this show so good? Why is it unexpectedly so intriguing? I have been clinging on for eight weeks like this should not work. This should be very boring. It should be like just a celebrity ego trip. It's really not. It's so good. It's full with strategy. I cannot believe that this is the show that I'm watching. And I I know I'm I'm echoing that sentiment, but I honestly have to come on and say it because I I really watched I started watching this just thinking like, oh, okay, it's just like some downtime, like maybe some fun stuff, might just you know, learn a little bit, try and guess along, you know. But it really has been so intriguing and like it really gets your gears going. In the first few weeks, me and my friend had like a notes pad. We had like a um, editable notes pad. Like we we're like, oh, this this person, I think it's this person. Like it's so it's been so much fun. It's been so much fun. What about for you, Sarah? Oh, this is such a wonderful show. I mean, the, uh, the interesting thing for me is that I have heard of everybody except Jason Aldean, and that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that means he's not famous. But I don't enjoy sports ball of any kind. I don't think it's bad. I just don't understand <laughs> it or get into it. And even I'd heard of um, uh, Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So as Murray said, it's like such an intriguing show. I think that's the format. They've really mm-hmm. thought about the format, like step by step. There's strategy. Once you know who people are, it's still interesting. And on top of that, the level, is that the right word? The celebrity of the celebrity, you know, mm-hmm. uh, relatives is really high. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's been um, a real surprise. I mean, I tried to work out very much who people were, but I'm a bit like Jenny. We did have a very vigorous thread going at one point. <laughs> she and I had reports. But then as you started to figure out who everybody was. We dropped off. But um, the way that people just decide something and there's a confirmation bias, right back in episode one, I was convinced that Maxwell was mm-hmm. the grandson of Steven Spielberg because I said to myself, oh, my God, he looks exactly like a young Steven Spielberg. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, of course, he looks exactly like a young George Lucas. So that oh. was me. But I was oh. convinced um, But um I have a little friend here. Oh, this yes. is great, isn't it? The visual meaning of a medium of podcasting. Yes. You have a Show. Chuck Norris throw pillow. Cushion? <laughs> <laughs> no way. You just what got that from a thrift store for this podcast, Sarah. You did not already have this. Look, it would be great if I already had it, but it was actually in the lounge of the hotel I was staying in. I thought, did you steal oh, I'll have it? That. Okay. <laughs> you borrowed it. You have our own crime. Yeah, I borrowed yeah, a little bit of, oh, no. of prop comedy. <laughs> but yeah, look, it's been it's been, not to not to bang on too much, but it has been absolutely fascinating. Can I can I say something from a previous episode? Yes, the stuffed goat. Yes, that's Simone Biles. Simone mm-hmm. Biles is the goat. Yeah, I think that I think that. Um, Afterwards, it was kind of like that was probably because the, the Simone Biles clues were like they were always just yada yada because it wasn't important mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to to us or the people playing because they all knew who she was. Um, so I think that maybe like and again, this is something I've been saying is that I feel like sometimes they they are picking clues that they could maybe stretch to more than one of one of the celebrities. And I feel like the goat is like. You know, you can say like anyone is the greatest. Amara of all time. said Whoopi Goldberg is the goat. 
Well, exactly. That's why I was like, that's why, you know, maybe that's a great clue to use because you can you can make the argument that more than one person is the goat. Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, if if I have like one gripe, I guess, with the show, it's really interesting how some of the clues are so easy and some of them just Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the Brett Favre clue, like literally quarterback number four paid for the Packers. Like, I mean, it's so easy. But, you know, my friend did point out like, but it doesn't matter how easy the clue is. If you don't know the person, you just will not know. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's true. But that felt so like specific as opposed to like runway queen from the eighties. Like, huh? Like that mm-hmm. could be so many people. Yeah. yeah so um, yeah, I, I, that's yeah, I decided the disparity that was, in the clues. Yeah. I decided that was Helena Christensen and I convinced myself that like, look, and she does sort of look a little bit like her, but then there was a particular look at that time. And what, made me go away from that was I thought people don't know who that is. Like I don't Mm -hmm. know that Helena Christensen is now known so much, whereas Cindy Crawford, you know, people still know. So there's an element of that as well. But Cindy Crawford, I didn't even know she was, she did runway. I didn't know that. I I just know her as a cover girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Or the jeans. I I feel like print modeling is what I know her from. I didn't know. I had no idea she was in the, she was a runway model. I guess I just would assume like, I think of that, especially like 80s and like early 90s, like if you did any modeling, you probably did like run. I felt like runway was like a lot more of a thing. Maybe am I, I could be totally wrong. Like, I don't know. Is 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 runway still as much of a thing as it was then? Because I feel like um, any sort of model was also runway model. But that could yeah, just I think be my you're right. Ignorance. Like editorials changed a lot. So it's like all mm-hmm. manner of people can be editorial models, but the runways, they're still throwing, you know, very young girls down. Mm-hmm. That is changing as well. As, as somebody who's watched so much America's Next Top Model, they make you feel like it's different, you know, and all of the runway queens that I know from the 80s or 90s are like Naomi Campbell, Tyra Banks, you know, it's like they are known for their runway and for their walk. And when you say runway queen, I'm like, oh, it has to be somebody known for their walk. And for me, I just did not, I did not know it. I don't, I don't, I didn't know that was, that was uh, Cindy Crawford. Sarah, before we move on, can we go back to this Chuck Norris pillow? And, and <laughs> that, sorry, I have to understand. Well, now you have to tweet a picture of it, Sarah. Why? <laughs> yes, we definitely need to make sure this gets tweeted. Um, why was this in the hotel? What kind, is this some sort of yeah. Chuck Norris hotel? <laughs> and then also, well, can I can I ask a, a follow up question after that? <laughs> yes. Okay. You may notice, and this may be your question, you may notice he's in a military uniform. Yes, yes. It looks okay, like a, yeah. a, a British military uniform. Yes. Yes. Is this a yes, party he was sitting, played? He, would, he was sitting on a couch with his friends, Alan Rickman and Bill Murray, okay. yes. who were also wearing these um, British military uniforms. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would tweet and, a so picture. there were cushions of, of, of Alan Rickman and Bill Murray as well. You yes. left those mm-hmm. ones yes. behind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in our Big Brother podcasting, uh, we spoke with Brittany D'Angelo from Big Brother 23, yes. and she talked about how she studies uh, the, the Chuck Norris's uh, martial arts and only referred to him as Grandmaster Norris. Grandmaster Norris. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So she He's calls him Grandmaster be... Norris, and uh, Maxwell calls him Grandfather Norris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's okay. going to be 
furious when he finds out. Yeah. In in a couple years. <laughs> when it gets back to him eventually. Until grandpa. Yes. Brittany seemed to th- say that that did not sound right to her. Chuck Norris does not own a cell phone. So maybe yeah. Maxwell doesn't have the number. Hmm. Maybe, okay, maybe the cell phone that Maxwell took into the house was Chuck Norris's <laughs> cell phone. He was just saying he doesn't currently have a cell phone. Yes, because I, I, have have, I actually have his phone. <laughs> Smart. That might have been it. Smart. Okay. All right. Um, he could have gone all the way. No one would ever have guessed. Yeah. Why don't we just uh, talk a little bit big picture on the claim to fame? That to me, I feel like this is a two horse race. Uh, I feel like either Elsie or Logan is going to win. I feel like I'm coming down more on the side. Elsie is going to win claim to fame. Mari, do you have a uh, a pick, or do you think that I it, it might be potentially either Lark or Pepper? We could rule them out. Um, I love Elsie. She's who I'm rooting for. So I really do want her to win. I think the only thing that can stop her right now is if somebody guesses her her fake name before the finale. Because again, we still don't know what the finale is. And I kind of wish I don't I don't know how they would have told us, but I kind of want to know what the finale is. You know, I want to know right now. I don't want to mm-hmm. wait. Yeah. Um, but I guess that is the the you know the the anticipation, it builds the anticipation and all that. But yeah, I, I'm rooting for Elsie, but I mean, like like Sarah said, I know everybody in that house except for for Jason Aldean. Like I have no clue about that, and the people in the house have expressed they have no clue. So I don't understand how you trip him up unless like you he he figured out peppers. They we found we know that he f- figured out peppers. Lark is still Lark and Elsie are the two people that have the the fake ones going for them. Mm-hmm. So unless you put him down there, you hope that he's like really good friends with Elsie and doesn't decide to go with her and picks Lark and is wrong. I think that's kind of the only way he gets out at this point, unless, you know, the next episode just <laughs> just spells the names out at this point. <laughs> I, I think it's the the problem here is that like I we don't know how how it ends so we don't know right. does it get down to two people and and what does that look like um and do they know because you get to a certain point where like Elsie and Logan have to know that they are each other's competition to win at this point um mm-hmm. and they've been working together so well you know straight through this episode where we see Elsie basically choose Logan um over Lark and uh um so you wonder, like, are they waiting for the last possible moment to try to take each other out? Like, are we going to see in the next episode that's when, like, they feel like this is the last chance where they can try and take a shot at each other, perhaps mm-hmm. use one of the other people to take a shot at, at each other? Um, or, you know, are they are they just saying, like, listen, we're the two best people here and, like, well, let's just get to the end and see how it goes? Because I think th- they are not sure... I don't think that they are sure about Pepper. I know that that's the name because they, they even uh-huh. seemed in this episode where they were talking about maybe getting Louise to guess Pe- Pepper that they weren't even 100% sure that that would guarantee that Pe- Pepper would go out. And yeah. what we also did see in this episode, and it wasn't confirmed, but we've been talking pretty openly for the last few episodes that we think that Logan is related to Jason Aldean. I personally feel like it's all but confirmed. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. this was the first actual episode where we hear Jason Aldean's name mentioned so we we've been kind of noticing that trend of where like the name kind of gets mentioned a couple weeks 
or like a week or so before it starts getting confirmed. Because I feel like we got Cindy. Did Cindy Crawford's name come up last week or this? I can't remember. But I just feel like, you know, we're we're getting close. And I I also think that something that we should talk about eventually. But um, the Lawrence Fishburne not you know, that could potentially without Elsie being guest, they might also come to the to the conclusion that that's not who she's related to based on the fact that his star was on the. the yeah, mm-hmm. we can get to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I just wish that we knew a little bit more about how it was going to end. But again, I also kind of like that we don't know because it adds a little bit of intrigue. Yeah, well, I mean, they know Cindy Crawfish now, so. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting if you know J- Jason Aldean's songs, the clue gave it to you. Dirt Road Anthem is yes. one of his songs I now know. Uh, it's actually but called LC that. But LC doesn't know. Yes. And the, the only person who might know is Pepper, and she hasn't shown Pepper the clue. So it's there. The name was mentioned. Um, I mean, it's very mm. intriguing. I'd love to just sort of t- talk about at some point some ideas about how we think the the final might go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back to the the Jason Aldean thing. Um, the one thing I wondered was, so it's interesting that we're hearing that Pepper is the only possible person that might be able to help with the country music clues. When I'm pretty sure it was Lark who said Jason Aldean's name when they were having the conversation, and. LC was the one that said he's recent. I don't think that Logan's relative is is recent. Now, what I don't know from LC, and we didn't get a confessional about this, was is she deflecting? Um, right. And she, you know, she actually does think that it, it could be someone recent, or does she truly think that you know Logan's relative is not someone who's currently making music? And is she in more in the dark than than uh, she actually could be? Yeah, uh, those are really good questions. I don't know if we get that from uh, this episode. What I I, I think that we can explore and maybe we do have the evidence to be able to figure out what exactly is Elsie thinking is uh, the bit of intrigue that we get at the end of the episode where basically that Logan and Elsie, they they come up with this plan. They are going, they tell Lark, don't worry, we're going to put Louise in. We're going to give Louise the shot to go ahead and guess on pepper and then basically shades of big brother three of okay Mm -hmm. it's a tie vote and the hoh is going to break the tie but they end up going in a different way they end up putting logan into the guess off and there's a few different reasons why that might have happened uh the way that it did i mean the the first that comes to my mind is was there some concern that maybe louise might have actually had the identity of either elsie or logan and they were afraid that if they put louise into the guess off Okay, take out Pepper here that she might have turned around and eliminated one of them. I I think that that's definitely a possibility because Louise has gotten clues for like the last couple of weeks. And, you know, her whole purpose in the in the game for the last, you know, however many weeks was she was basically just helping other people like she kind of knew she was living on borrowed time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that the the way that she stayed alive was basically, you know, giving all of her information to other people in in the house. And I think that they very much knew that she was close with Lark. And so, you know, if they aren't super sure that Lark is like 
playing with their interests in mind that, you know, they might have information on one of them. And and that could be them being played when, you know, why not just take the sure shot and protect themselves? I mean, we didn't get any sort of confessional saying that this was a concern Mm -hmm. of theirs. So I don't know. But I think that that's something that you should probably think about, because I I don't think that you should be discounting Louise, especially when, you know, she's getting clues. She won a bunch of challenges and she's sharing the that information with other people every single time. So not only is she, does she have her own brain to work through these things? She's consulting multiple different people in different weeks. It wasn't always the same people too. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's very possible that she's been like brainstorming with people on, on um, you know, like multiple people's clues here and that she, you know, I don't think that she knew Louise or, or sorry, Elsie uh, or uh, Logan. So I don't think that they were necessarily in danger. But I think that if you're Elsie and Logan, that's something you do have to think about when why not, you know, protect yourself, put yourselves in the guesser position and take out the sure shot. Yeah, because otherwise, what's the point of the subterfuge? If there mm-hmm. wasn't something that they needed to do strategically, it's mean if it's something they didn't need to do strategically. And I don't think either of them are mean people. I love them both. Elsie also is someone I've rooted for right from the start. Uh, there's no reason to do what they did unless there's a strategic reason. And the only and and what you say is a great explanation. I think that uh, they were afraid of somebody spilling some sort of beans. I mean, Pepper's there as well, but you know they could have weaponized Pepper. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, in their in their thinking about uh, protecting themselves, they don't know that that hasn't happened or might not happen if if they if they say no, no, it's going to be Logan. You know, one of the things that I had been thinking about in the episode was that did Logan try to throw the challenge to get into the guess off to be the guesser. Uh, Now there was not a lot of evidence to support that this happened, Mm -hmm. but just from a strategic standpoint, we talked about this uh, in in one of the previous episodes that uh, being immune is, is the best that you can be. But second best is probably to be the guesser because you know that you are not going to go home. And especially when the layup was still on the board, like Mark, is Uh this, is this possible that that Logan could have tried to get into the bottom two and then worked with LC to make sure that he was going to be the guesser. And this is, yeah, this is exactly what I was going to say. I I think we did get a few, um, just a few confessionals or maybe just sound bites, but basically they said they don't want the layup to go any further. That's, that's, that's how I understood it and how I took it because if the layup goes any further, they don't know how the finale goes. She could win the whole thing. I think that's what Elsie said. And at this point, in order for you to maybe get out the allies that you don't, that you're not working with, the layup needs to be gone. So I, I think that this was the appropriate time for Louise to go. Elsie and Logan made it so that the, the reason she had been dragged along this whole time was so that one of their allies could use her to get to the next step. Logan, they put Logan in. Logan does the layup. She goes home. And now there's it's, it's four of them. Four of them left, right? Four? Only four. Yeah. yeah, four left. The layup is gone. Now it's like it's game time. And they might have a chance of if they stick together, if it really is like, you know, Pepper and Pepper and Lark weren't working together. You know, Pepper was working with Amara. Lark was working with Louise. That's why she wanted Louise to stay. You get rid of Louise. You have a, a united front of Logan and Elsie, at least for right now, against two people who don't work together. Yeah. And 
that's the better way to go through without the layup now. And the layup is gone now. So you have effectively, I think they effectively used the layup. I mean, Amara, Amara was the reason that Louise even made it this far. And Elsie um, and Logan actually um, weaponized her and used her to the way that everybody wanted her to be used. I thought, I thought this was the perfect end for Louise's game as somebody who (laughs) was for sure out the door (laughs) night. Yeah. Because if, if they, if they had, you know, um, let, Louise take the shot at Pepper here and and Pepper goes out. They keep a strong a strong pair in mm-hmm. in Louise and Lark and then it's basically 2v2 where mm-hmm. I mean we I know we get Lark at the end of this episode saying that she feels like it's 3v1 but we we also just saw last week Elsie and Logan kind of screw um, Amara and Pepper and leave them out mm-hmm. of it. So it's not even like those three are united, but Logan and Elsie did a great job here of, you know, taking two isolated people and leaving them with no options. So if like they're going to basically have to choose to to trust or work with one or both of them in this next week. And I think that, you know, they're probably like they want a big person to go out next. Like you probably want to take a big threat out before the finale. Um, again, no idea what that looks like. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think that if you leave Louise at four, then that's like everyone's going for that. And, you know, if you get her out here at five, then you have the opportunity to get like an actual big threat out right as like close as possible to the end of the show. Yeah, and you've also have had two rounds where immunity is not once more back up for grabs. I mean, yeah. will there ever be immunity again? I suspect I, not. I not this season. Yeah. yeah. So now, so they it's emerging. It's emergent game strategy that now that you the most powerful position has been removed, the most powerful position becomes the guesser. So you want mm-hmm. to be the guesser. I don't know whether Logan threw it. Um, but it would be super yeah. smart oh, yeah. to do it at this point. The thing that I thought was weird was that all of a sudden Logan's like, yeah, I, I'm just like a, a dumb idiot. I don't know anything right? about pop culture. Like, I don't like, mm-hmm. whoa, uh, where was this the whole season? Logan yeah. is gaslighting us at this point. Stop <laughs> gaslighting <laughs> us, Logan. This man, this man has been like, you know, the, like the one of the masterminds of the season. He's yeah. been. This, I'm just this guy, a dumb idiot. Has he has he won a challenge? I don't think he's gotten um, a wine cellar clue himself. Besides ones that have been shared with him, he's not won a challenge. But he has been he has been very instrumental in figuring out who a lot of people are yep. based on the clue wall, like secondhand information from clues. Like this mm-hmm. man is not dumb. Mm-hmm. And now I understand trying to play it up to the other people in the house that like, I'm not a threat. I have no idea who anyone is like, you should not be worried about me. Cause I definitely don't know who any of you are, but he's saying this in confessionals. Now he's telling us that he's dumb. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you not have confidence or are you ga- gaslighting me? Because I swear to God, you are not stupid. Mm-hmm. Janine, so you don't believe he didn't grow up grow up with a TV or any of that? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I, <laughs> he, he knows things. So whether he had the TV or not, like he knows things. He's yeah. either been reading it in books or what yeah. have you. Mm-hmm. Well, he and Elsie are the two that we see using the books. And I'm sure that this, these are not the only occasions that they were using the books. Yeah. Yeah. He is not a dummy. He is a smarty. Yeah. Why is he doing this then? But <laughs> he I, shouldn't be telling lies to us. I don't think the producers want them to say that he's throwing the challenge. Like, like I think that this is the mm. first time they're doing this 
And I think that they feel like this is always hard for reality TV producers to like when somebody is throwing the challenge. Do we tell that to the audience? Does that does mm-hmm. that make it feel like it's ruining the show? Uh, like maybe they're saying like, oh, well, could you like if he's like, hey, I threw this challenge. Me and LC have like, well, well you ruined our show today. Uh, like this is really completely <laughs> destroys all the drama. So just can you just say that you didn't know anything? But then, like, if we if we are supposed to care about the different ways that you can be strategic on this show, like like purposely, you know, throwing a competition because, you know, you 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 see the value in putting yourself into the guesser position like as a strategy. I think that's smart. So I don't know why they wouldn't want that to be showcased because it's like you're just you're just revealing another way that that people can use strategy to help themselves. Like, why wouldn't you want to know that? So, I mean, I Mm -hmm. definitely see what you're saying, Robin. Like, that's very possible. But if that was production led, I'm like, why? Like, this is this is brilliant. This is another way to be like, oh, my God, big brain Logan, like found a way to like you know, make himself appear weak, put himself in the guesser position and get the outcome he wanted from this week. But is it possible yep. that production doesn't know what they have? Yes. I mean, in I a way. I agree, Sarah. Right. Yes. But they don't know that we're watching it and that that it is, you know, yeah. watchers of, strate- you know, social strategic games that are watching it and are hungry for the strategy. They don't they don't know that. Maybe. That yeah. that's a very good point too because mm-hmm. it's like they they created this show in a vacuum without having any idea like it's not based on anything else that I'm aware of from another country and so they I think that if anything they learned more about the strategy watching the players play as the season um yes. like played out like i think that you know we've seen this in other shows where you, you know like the first season of big brother let's say like obviously was a completely different format but like when you change the format you see people play in a way that you didn't even anticipate and that obviously like changes the um the format as as it goes so that's very very possible is that like they didn't realize the magic that they were creating because it was kind of unfolding as the show went on so um but i now i hope that it's been like now that it's been airing and everyone's seen that i hope that the producers are like wow we killed it let's do it again (laughs) right i was gonna say has season two been confirmed at all i do not think it has gotten the pickup yet hmm I feel like it will. I mean, I feel like it will. Like we've been saying, this whole discovery in in Time Warner, um, if if this didn't teach us anything, reality TV is really easy to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very cheap to make and it has high profit margins. So, and and I'm sure a a smattering of like celebrity (laughs) relatives will love to get on this. So Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. I, I, I really hope there's a season two. Because no one has been canceled from this. Like, yeah. they don't have to get the mm-hmm. celebrity themselves. Like, this, you know, that's why I think, like, to what Sarah said earlier, that, like, the the level of celebrity has been, like, pretty good. Um, yeah. And, uh, like, a range of people that, you know, that's a lot easier to do when you're not trying to get the celebrity themselves. You're trying to get the um, the relative. And, like, there is no shortage of other uh, celebrities with relatives. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I thought was interesting that I want to talk about when we get through to like talking about the challenge is I just think, is there something to, you'd think that celebrities they're in, or like re- relatives of celebrities, they're in the, the celebrity world, they're celebrity adjacent. You would think that they would know a little bit more about other 
celebrity things. And I almost feel like, is there like a separation here where I am someone who is not even that tuned into celebrity things. That's, I've been saying this the entire time. I, I hardly watch things. I barely watch the thing, the things I'm podcasting about. And so th- that's why me being a, a co-host of the show is, is kind of funny. But, um, when I know the answers to some of these things yeah. and the people playing do not, when they literally have the names in front of them, is there like, are we making an assumption that they should know because they're in the celebrity world or is it actually the opposite? And because it's like, not as like major to them because it's like, Oh yeah. Like celebrity stuff. Like, I don't care. Like, is there something to that? I, I think it's more that they are very young. I think it's the biggest, it's <laughs> yeah. the biggest thing. And that they don't know, fair. they don't know like a lot of movie, movie trivia from the nineties. Like, I don't know that how old point, Logan huh? and Louise are, but if they're like, you know, uh, Gen Z, like, uh, in their very early twenties, like, yeah, it's possible. Like, they don't know like the cast of the fly. And, uh, you know, well, I didn't even know that one. (laughs) Right. So I knew that one. I I do that. I think it it might be a little bit more of the age uh, disparity uh, than. Wow, Rob, did you just call me old? Oh, uh, Jenny, (laughs) I'm the first to call myself old. uh, That I feel like. But, but, you know, we're not, we're not like, you know, uh, 22. Mm hmm. I. I also think there's a cultural element here too. Like we are, we all saying like, Oh, we, I don't know the country person and me listening to you guys every episode, every week, not know some of the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the contestants while I'm here. Like y'all don't Kiki Palmer. Like mm-hmm. I, I think it's okay that it's that, you know, there are cultural relevancies that might not be known to other people outside of that culture. That's, you know, that's perfectly fine. And I think that's one of the things I really like about this show because yeah. it kind of opens the door for you to get to know other cultural icons that you might not have been exposed to mm-hmm. in, in your like kind of pop culture bubble. Yeah. So we literally see LC say, like, I want everyone in my life to to give me um, a <laughs> country album for Christmas because this is a whole world that I am not exposed to. So it's yes. we're seeing in real time yeah. people are like okay i gotta learn more about this and uh, myself mm-hmm. like every time i see kiki palmer or like anybody from the castle show I'm like ah oh, yeah look at this look who it is i will never i will never not know what kiki palmer is doing now i am like because <laughs> i'm pretty sure that rob and i were like the only two people that were like i don't really know <laughs> i don't really mm-hmm. know her no, no, and then like the entire world was like what yeah i didn't know that i mean the the, the only the only one that I got all by myself and I'm sort of proud but it's also just, you know, there's a lot of junk in the back of my head somewhere. But as soon as I saw the olive, I said to myself and someone else so I can prove it, I said, as soon as I saw the olive, I said, Dean Martin. And I thought, why did I say that? Then what clinched it for me, Logan actually clinched it for me because in the spelling one, if you remember when they were in the pool yes. and they were spelling words and they spelled handkerchief, I thought that doesn't mean anything to me. And Logan said, handkerchief, I call it a pocket square. And I thought pocket square, like Dean Martin, red pocket square, black suit, mm-hmm. done. Yeah. I know who that person is. So I felt extremely pleased with myself and told everybody who would care to listen, which is only <laughs> a few people. And everybody else, I have been happy to pretend to wreck my brain but allow the you know the contestants yeah. and you two uh, to kind of open and break open the case of who these people are so I think that's another reason maybe the producers don't quite know what they have because you can you can enjoy it on so many levels I think 
people like us who like to look at the strategy and like to talk about it and like to go into that, we are satisfied. And the people who are just switching it on to see the celebrities are also satisfied. They're not baffled by strategy. They, they don't have 20 years of, you know, history behind this show. It's like a new show and it's, it's for all of us. I will say that I have not listened to uh, as much country music than I have in like the last week because Phil <laughs> has has you know had his Jason Aldean reawakening and you know reawakening. Well, he he apparently was like he loved country music in high school. A bunch of his friends and he likes Jason Aldean. And so um, when we got the Kelly Clarkson clue, uh, he immediately when the episode was over, he he made us turn on the uh, the song in question. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, the, the country music has been playing in my household for the last <laughs> week. So I, I am exposed to it now, whether I like it or not. I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, the competition from uh, this week. Um, so we ended up with playing the Six Degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon. Sorry, are, are you a fan of the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yes, I am very much. And I liked that they that they figured out what one degree is. It's just that next person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some mm-hmm. people call that two degrees. That is one degree. I liked the setup of it. I liked that... If you didn't know the answer, you could run around like a blue ass fly and mm-hmm. just chuck forty eight guesses uh, before before finding Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that had you all the time in the world. You could actually solve your board. So I think I think the challenges have been either okay to really good. This to me is one of the best challenges that they've had mm-hmm. yeah. because if you have that pop culture knowledge and and you don't even have to run elsie says she doesn't run um the girls helped <laughs> her the puppies in mm-hmm. <laughs> she's got to keep the puppies in and i yeah you know, i'm familiar with that action mm-hmm. the girls uh, are walking yeah they were walking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and it also means that if logan were to throw it we don't know whether he was or not it it opens the door for possibility for this emergent gameplay. So, yeah, and I was also very pleased to know the answer to all the questions except uh-huh. for one, which we're keeping very silent. Mari knows which one it is. I had to hang my head in shame. Um, well, you can't yeah. just say, of, say that and not tell which us. Which one? Uh, yeah. well, Justin Timberlake. I mean, I've heard of him. Um, but oh, were you also saying he's definitely not an NSYNC? <laughs> I yeah. wasn't saying. he. When he said he's definitely not an NSYNC, I thought, okay, I believe you because... <laughs> Well, he's mm-hmm. smart. Like we should like that. I don't blame you for yeah. believing what Logan says. And I do feel like that a lot of in uh, sync stuff has shown up in our own little world in the last mm-hmm. year from the circle when there was the Lance Bass impersonator yeah. uh, who was uh, in was it the circle season two. And yeah, then, yeah, and then also, of course, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick uh, being in the last uh, Celebrity Big Brother. I feel like there was a lot of in sync talk. I, I didn't know he was an in sync either. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. it yeah. definitely has has, uh, has come up. Um, so that was fun, like knowing the answers. And I think we paused at one point to look. And um, there was an answer which was Hugh Jackman. So I was like, "Oh, justice for Hugh! Where, where's the where's the Hugh? I know they can't give the every representation. Question. Yeah, where's the representation? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. One thing I really liked about the challenge and what I thought that would help me is like, I'm a very visual person where sometimes if I don't know the answer off the top of my head, just the act of seeing names, Mm -hmm. um, it will pop into my brain. Like that's why I like, you know, with, with, uh, pop culture trivia, if there's multiple choice, that actually tends to help me because it's like, I don't realize it until I hear the, hear a few of the options. Cause I'm like, I know it for sure. It's not that person. Um, and sometimes you just have like something on the tip of your tongue and seeing the name, um, will, will make it come to you. So I liked that that was there. And I thought it was very interesting how there were names of people that were floating around as clues. And I wondered how much of that was intentional by production. Um, and why, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a really good question because that uh, did they did they do that to sort of because it felt like that they saw those names. They're like, oh, these guesses cannot be who we think they are. Was it almost like the sort of like, hey, you guys aren't close and the finale is around the corner. Uh, <laughs> is, is that is that why you think that they would have done that? It's feeling it's it's giving like uh you know Elsie and Lark were pushed because mm-hmm. like <laughs> the fact that we saw Martha Stewart and Lawrence mm-hmm. Fishburne's uh you know stars and we heard from um Logan and Pepper who chatted after the competition that they did not see their celebrities names there mm-hmm. like I think that that's not a great look it's like if if you're going to um you know like put names that you know have been floating out around as options um, and not the actual right names as well for everyone. I think that that's a little dirty, but maybe I'm just, you know, being too much of a stickler here where I don't think Mm -hmm. that you should be helping uh, by like putting actual names of people that have been floating around as guesses when people know that their name, like their celebrity names are not there. Um, so I didn't love that, but I definitely wonder how much that the, the, the remaining players are thinking about that and what that means. Yeah. And I, I also like it, it, it was even worse because I'm pretty sure Martha Stewart was on a board, wasn't she? Yes. It was like, yes, yes. Martha Susan Stewart is friends with uh, or is on a show with Snoop Dogg. Yes. So that immediately means she cannot be the end result. If she is the one of the degrees of separation, she's not the end result. And that is like messed up. I don't know if I don't think that happened with Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. No, I don't think so. They didn't okay. get to see all of the boards. They only oh, that's yeah. they only ended up seeing the board that they completed, and then Elsie got the um, the second uh, degree of everyone. So yeah. I think that for everyone else. But if you saw the Martha Stewart star, like you still saw it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It had to have been intentional because I felt like uh, just thinking it through. It's like oh well, maybe like production, like they they had to get like all these stars printed. Those are pretty well known people. They could have been in the thing, but they didn't have to put them on the floor. Like they could have said, oh, yeah. let's pick this one. Let's pick up Lawrence Fishburne because people are talking about Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, unless they thought that, like, oh, okay, maybe this is going to make it be a little bit more smoke for Lawrence Fishburne. But I have to think that they were just trying to steer the people a little bit. Here's a here's a clue that you're not close and uh, get back on track because we got to figure this out by the end of the show. Well, there are clues available beyond the games. I mean, mm-hmm. there's the there's the wall and I'm sure there are things around the house that if you were examining them in the way that Logan seems to know every inch of that house now, casually looking, looking. Um, so this is also fair in that there are 
uh, clues outside the games that you can pick mm-hmm. up on. I think him being the very first one that you step over on the doorstep, perhaps is putting the finger on right. the scale a mm-hmm. little too much. I, I do want to say that with this show that I, I do think that like when we talk about the prospects of its renewal, that I, I think that they've done a really great job of like, I don't know what the production budget is, but like these challenges that they do, I think that they probably cost about like uh, $300 each, yeah. and, but they've been good. Like they, yeah. re- they really get a lot of bang for their buck. It's like they basically like stay at this house and like these challenges like are pretty low rent, but they're effective and and they're not spending like a, like a lot of like wasted money like they do for like all these like dumb props and like uh, crazy like uh, thing, visual things that we see in the Big Brother backyard. They yeah. They, yeah. They, they make this work. <laughs> I, they probably have a similar, you know, uh, competition budget as Big Brother, and yet it doesn't Dire look fest, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look Dollar Tree the way that so many of these Big Brother uh, competitions do. So I, I completely agree. Like they've they've been able to do a lot with very little, and the concepts behind the the challenges are good too. Like I mm-hmm. I just think that yeah they've they've done such a great job. I I wonder like. Will Katy Perry let them use the house again? <laughs> it was just a house that Katy Perry lived at no, once. She, yes. No, once. Rob, she owns it. <laughs> this is the narrative that I am. It's not nice enough to there. be Katy Perry's current house. It's she doesn't definitely live there right now. She just owns it as well. Maybe. She, she probably owns a few houses, I think. It's definitely given BBOTT. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in like a good way, like yeah. a good way. Yeah. That That's not always a bad comparison. So, yeah. Mm hmm. What did we think of the actual clues that we uh, got? So ultimately, Elsie is going to win. Uh, we get the degrees of like the the basically the the second degree information of uh, getting to each person. Okay. George Clooney was in a tequila commercial with Lark's person. Now, this would not have done anything for me. How well known is this tequila commercial that Cindy Crawford was in with George Clooney? I like if we hadn't had all of the conversations in the in the weeks uh, you know preceding where we talked about the the agave clue and the tequila mm-hmm. and Cindy Crawford's husband owns a tequila company. Like as soon as that that was the clue, I was like, oh well, like that's very obvious. But it's obvious to me with this information. The only commercial that I think of with George Clooney is the the Nespresso commercials yes. because I'm an Nespresso gal. Mm-hmm. Those are, but those are recent commercials, so I, I have no memory of this tequila commercial. I don't know how widespread it was. Apparently, it was in 2013. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe that's why they're focusing on it. I that's why I just don't understand. I don't understand how you have Cindy Crawford as like the main person, and you're you're talking about tequila and being in a commercial with with um, George Clooney. Because again, when I think of her, that's not what comes yeah. to my mind. So I, I I really feel it's kind of kind of weird to me. Like, am I am I wrong? Am I am I thinking of the wrong person? But was she not like the the face of like Calvin Klein or something? She's like the face of like so many things. Well, but here's we're, the we're trick, just tequila. <laughs> you, they, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I feel like that the beauty mark. I feel like they haven't really uh, yeah. focused on that. But, but like, what what other celebrity could you pair her with for the like? Uh, she was in mm-hmm. blank with blank. True. Well, that's the thing. Is like. 
I I am surprised. No no shade to Cindy Crawford. I'm just surprised that she was in a commercial in 2013. <laughs> like I didn't realize that well, she was doing. It's her husband's company. Right. I guess that that makes sense. But like, you know, George Clooney is still doing things. That doesn't surprise me. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just I don't know that I would have uh, made that connection because I'd be like, oh, who, you know, who's doing a, a commercial with George Clooney for like mm-hmm. definitely Cindy Crawford. Like I would be thinking of someone that's like still kind of in the um, the circuit, I guess. Mm hmm. So did Pepsi just say no? You can't use us either because like that's like. <laughs> well, they did Google- mention the commercial, yeah, but um, I don't know, like uh, like uh, there was nobody famous that she was in the Pepsi commercial with. This mm-hmm. might have been the toughest one to do. Uh, yeah. a six degrees of separation. Yeah, and I guess I'm not mad at this one, but I'm just saying like all of the other stuff too, like the agave mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. It's right. just like I, I feel like we're focusing on the wrong thing here. Uh, I, <laughs> and, I, and the I, runway queen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if she, I mean, couldn't they have? Because of course, you work forwards, and then they guess it backwards. But couldn't mm-hmm. they have used someone that she walked for to really um, press home the modelness of it? Could it have been Calvin Klein? Could it have been uh, one of the designers she walked for? Then I suppose it's hard to get. Then, but you know, everybody knows everybody in Hollywood, don't they? <laughs> Well, mm-hmm. apparently the they're all related. Exactly. They're all related. <laughs> According to the I, I wonder, I mean, there's been the model clues, model, the the cover uh, outline, uh, but it's like they got the model clue really, really early and they've dropped the fact that it's a model and then they've decided Martha Stewart models, which is, you know. She's been well, apparently she did. Did she? Yeah. Oh, it, um, a listener had actually uh, sent uh, a link to um, Martha Stewart's like early modeling days before she, you know, became the uh, the the maven of uh, home and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was something I didn't even know. But apparently, these people seem to have known. Um, so, well, correct but, me if I'm wrong, but I'm sorry, Jenny, but no, did Britney not share that clue with everybody? I think that's what they said. Like Britney pulled the clue and didn't share with anybody, but maybe I think she showed Kai and Kai and wrote, wrote her wrong wrong what she right. remembered right. and now she's gone. Um, so I think it was like a telephone game with the clue. <laughs> yeah, uh, like the Lark. telephone game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we did see in this episode, we saw Elsie talking to Logan and um, she's going through that for the longest time. She thought all of the fashion clues were Zendaya. And now she's starting to realize that they were probably for Lark. So mm-hmm. um, and I, I still go back to I don't know if this is the last episode. It's all blending in now. But the um, in this. Yeah. The spot, the difference with the magazine cover, the model on it had the beauty mark. So it's mm-hmm. like. I have to think that they not noticed that. I don't know. Again, uh, you know, confirmation bias. When you are already going into these things, knowing it's Cindy Crawford, you're thinking of the iconic beauty mark. So you're going to notice that. So I could mm-hmm. just be being like, have they not considered this? And it's like, yeah, you have the information, girl. But um, I think, you know, it's the fact that we got Cindy Crawford mentioned because of the crawfish. I think that they're I think I think they're there. They're I'm almost it. at the point where I'm assuming they think they all know each other. Mm. They know each other. You think that they they know Cindy Crawford? I I think so. I think that Elsie I don't the think that they fish. want. I don't think that they want to tell you 
right away that mm-hmm. I, I think they want to tease that they're on to it. But if it's not going to be a key um, plot line of the episode, and if it's not going to come up as a possibility in the guess off, I think they're just going to tease that they might be on to it, pop the name out. Um, and I think that they also are probably trying not to give absolutely everything away to the viewers if they're still trying mm-hmm. to like keep track at home and they're not doing like the, you know, the amount of research and, and putting together that, we as a podcast and our community are doing. So um, I, mean, I definitely think that there's people that are probably still playing along. Elsie ha- kind of has cracked the code because instead of being frightened of her clues for her person, she's looking at the structure of the clues for her person and then trying to apply that to the other objects that she's seeing. Sure. So when she saw key key, she thought, ah, things that rhyme, things that sound like it. And they also got Sharpton from Sharp Objects, which to me is a very long bow to draw. So now there she is standing in front of the clue wall seeing what I thought was a lobster but is in fact a crawfish and saying crawfish, crawford. So this is a really really good strategy to go, I know which ones are mine. How do they sound like? Do they look like? Is it something they wear? Is it like what is it? Mm-hmm. Therefore, how are the clues being constructed for the yeah, other pattern people? recognition for yeah. sure? Ah, thank mm-hmm. you. That was like, yeah, two words I could have said instead of twenty-five. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. the podcast would be too short. Too short. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I really loved was that it seemed like that the Jonas Brothers were getting just like exhausted by some of the bad guessing that the contestants were doing, uh, and I, I really just uh, loved seeing just how like exasperated. Uh, they were getting, uh, especially with Louise, that it seemed like that Louise was just just it seems like that she was just bringing back clues. She brings back like Elvis Presley uh, at one point. Um, <laughs> but, and then Kevin Jonas uh, felt like that when she couldn't get the door open, uh, said like, uh, oh, I guess you're not as strong as your sister. I I think Louise has provided so much like comedic relief um, in her time on the show. And I like that the, you know, the hosts are having fun with it and, you know, that they're not taking themselves too seriously. And like, that's very much Louise's like, you know, spot in this show is like, she's always laughing. She's kind of like self-deprecating and stuff. So I think like, it's like, they feel comfortable at this point that they can like make fun of Louise because she's Mm -hmm. like also making fun of herself. Um, But I like that part of it. I thought they kind of did her dirty with like one of the questions, which was like, is the voice of Chief Wiggum on the Simpsons? I mean, I think we're really getting into like very like inside baseball on the Simpsons. (laughs) That was so so funny though where, where Frankie goes no Michael Jordan did not voice <laughs> Chief Wiggum on the Simpsons <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she's at least in the sports world, <laughs> right? And that was all to get to Hank Azaria, which I feel mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. that was a, a like a, a a little tough to get to to get to the clue, uh, which was uh, that Hank Azaria. That was this for her own person because it was Hank Azaria was in Mac and Moxie with Simone Biles. I think. Oh, mm-hmm. was that she- the? Um, oh, the, person, the second Lark had Louise. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, Louise. Uh-huh. But I don't mm-hmm. think it was Lark. It was Lark. That was Louise that had put Michael Jordan in. Oh no, Lark did bring back Michael Jordan. Sorry, I missed. Yeah. I yeah. Yes. Because because we're getting we're getting you know that Lark was also kind of struggling in this. And mm-hmm. again, yeah. it's like the three youngest people were the ones that I think that mm-hmm. were struggling the most yeah. here. But I just yeah. So that was I. I don't even know what Mac and Moxie I don't. Know. Is. I have never heard of Mac yeah. and Moxie. Uh, you know Mac and me. Yeah, Mac and me for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. So again, just another stretch of a degree to get to the person. Right. Like Simone Biles has had to have been in something else with somebody famous. I don't. Right? I mean, but she's I guess, not really like an actress. Like, what are you gonna say? Like she, oh, she, she was in the Summer Olympics with Michael Phelps. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's harder <laughs> with athletes, right? Mm-hmm. Like with, yeah. with you know with actors and musicians, you've got a lot more collaboration going on, so it's True. a little bit easier to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. especially because like that? like gymnastics is like you know she doesn't have a lot of a, like a little roles. bit more siloed than like yeah. uh like football let's say she's like, been in two use, things uh use. she's been in mac and moxie and she was on an episode of blackish uh oh. and i don't know oh, if they, well, it, blackish then. but i think it, it was i don't know she's like a guest star um i i don't mm-hmm. I, I think it was an episode that aired uh April 12th, 2022. It's possible that the episode she did aired after after. the show even filmed. I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if like production is just phoning it in on on Louise's point being like, this is a stretch, but who cares? They already know this is not helpful. (laughs) Trust us. Okay. Mac and Moxie is a kid's show. It's like, it looks like a show that my son would watch. So it's not even a... Mm -hmm. Like it's a little kid Saturday morning looking show that I guess Hank Azaria plays a voice on it. So I don't I don't know if maybe um, uh, Simone Biles just came in and popped in and did yeah. a little celebrity cameo for it. But wow, yeah, it, okay. this was definitely a reach. <laughs> like okay. you're reaching your honor. <laughs> um, we also got that Jackie Chan was in the 1981 movie with Dean Martin. Uh, Sarah, is this a well known film? Not to me. Not to <laughs> me. Cannonball Run. Oh, Cannonball oh. Run. Oh, yeah, huge. Cannonball yes. Run is good. Yeah. But yeah. Was, it, was it Cannonball Run? That's what they said, I thought. Okay. Or was it the Cannon, Cannonball Run 2? I think it might have been 2. Oh. The, 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 the sequel was not... Yeah, maybe uh, not yeah, not as beloved. Run not the runaway success that the first one Cannonball was. Cannonball Run it's 2. It's okay, 1984. Hmm. Burt Reynolds... Yeah. Sammy Davis Jr., Jackie Chan, Dean Martin. Okay, there you go. Cannonball Run was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But were these major players in Cannonball Run? I don't know. Well, uh, it, don't it, it, drag Cannonball us, Cannonball Run people. Please, <laughs> please. I don't want to start Cannonball my week with Run- that. It's an ensemble cast. It's like it's yeah. it's like a, if you ever saw the movie Rat Race, it's the, yes. the, the same same premise. It's oh, I show the original Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. It, it, it's yeah. It's basically like a whole bunch of people are trying to get to one point. It's a big old race. It's such mm-hmm. a fun series of movies. Well, no, I didn't see the second one, but <laughs> Cannibal Run and Rat like Race are very fun. There was an original and a second, and it looks like um, the Jackie Chan and Dean Martin are in both. So, but I thought mm-hmm. I swore they said Cannonball Run two. Mm-hmm. Um, which no, what it was Barbershop too. Uh, that was oh, with Queen Latifah and Palmer. Combining those two, yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, that was the other clue. Kelly Clarkson recorded a song with Logan's relative. Does that narrow it down? 
I was just listening to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, um, what LC said was very, very true in that, like, I think that Kelly Clarkson is mostly known for her solo songs. Um, oh, is it Justin on- Guarini? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine somebody's relative. I want to guess Justin Guarini. Finale. They're saving the finale for the big reveal of Justin Guarini. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Um (laughs) I I I know I'm jumping ahead with this, but I just want to applaud the genius of LC in her lie about this clue Mm -hmm. when she speaks Mm -hmm. to Lark later, um, where she says that Logan's relative did a song with Kelly Pickler. Genius, because Mm -hmm. if you're lying, like this is this is a thing that we talk about all the time. We talk about like in Big Brother, it's like if you're gonna lie about your career, lie about something like that you have knowledge about or a similar or something like that. She picks another American Idol person, a person named Kelly, and this person (laughs) is in country music, so it's totally believable. I just thought, I don't know how long she thought about that before she came up with this lie, or if it was on the fly, but I thought that was an incredible lie. Mm -hmm. Really good. I thought she would, like, heard it wrong. I was like, no, 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 not Kelly Pickler, Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) LC said the wrong thing. Uh, but they gave her the stars. Yes, I was surprised. I was actually surprised. I thought they were just going to tell her and keep the stars, which would have been, you know, made mm-hmm. it a little this harder memory, for her. Yeah, yeah. but I, I really feel like that. While it, it was smart to do it, I feel like it kind of like doesn't like help get like any further or closer. Like I feel like that. Who, who knows mm-hmm. what Kelly Pickler? Uh, so I, I don't drag me, Kelly Pickler people. Come on. <laughs> Come on. But that's why it's a great lie because yeah. it's like that doesn't help you. You're like, what the hell is Kelly Pickler doing? Yeah. Um, but it's a good cover because like mm-hmm. it, it, it's if, if she slips up and says Kelly at some point. Yeah. Not lying. Well, didn't Pepper do the same thing uh, with that said that uh, Lark's person was in uh, a tequila commercial with Jake Gyllenhaal? I, yeah. <laughs> I I was like, pardon? Maggie <laughs> Did I hear wrongly or did the Jonas CI say, we don't know who your people are? I must have misheard. I thought I heard it and I thought, oh, that's great. Yeah, you they, know, it's no, like they did say Anderson something Cooper. weird like that. Um, they said, they, they, yeah, they said they didn't as, know. But then mm-hmm. they said you're not as strong as your sister. So I thought, mm-hmm. Well, maybe no. Louise yeah. is so uh, ubiquitous yeah. that they all know the, who, yeah. who she's related to. Or maybe to. they know they they find out as much as is being like released on the show at the time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you know Anderson Cooper didn't ever know who the mole was, and I think that's good. So when I heard them say it so late, episode eight, I thought, ah, that's great. Yes, they shouldn't do it because they're interacting with the contestants. And you just don't know what you might give away yeah. unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's smart. I want to give kudos to the editors who really like tried to build this up for like what ultimately is going to be a L- Luis going home that we really we cut back and forth between two different conversations uh, numerous times between we have LC is in the bathroom talking to Lark and Logan is talking to Pepper. 
And at the same time, we're sort of getting uh, both of them sort of like uh, feeding some misinformation. Uh, and really, they're trying to ultimately work with this plan, which we suspect might be that, you know, Elsie is trying to get Logan to be the guesser, to, to put up uh, Louise into the guess off. But we're really getting uh, a lot of like, OK, Elsie is going to try to uh, make some promises to Lark that they are going to give Louise the shot to take out Pepper. Okay. I'll make sure I uh, got, got, got all of that right. Uh, mm-hmm. Jenny, uh, did you think that there was uh, any subterfuge going on? I mean, I, I think that, you know, you know, this was, this was the plan all along. I, I know that we hear that Elsie was, gave it a ton of thought, but I think that, you know, her, she was on the same page with Logan about this plan the entire time. I think that it was well thought out and that they, you know, they are, they are the power pair of the, the game and that, uh, they weren't going to keep another pair in the game and that this was the time to take out the layup. And I think that, I don't know the, the lying to Lark. I don't know um, if she was maybe doing it to like build. Like, do you think that production would be, um, you know, wanting Mm -hmm. like, Elsie to lie to Lark so that there's like they that they have like content to make it look like there is like a decision or was she simply just being like you know I'm going to leave her thinking this so that she doesn't have any room to try and like pull something else I think the tricky thing here is that um I don't think that so Elsie and Logan both didn't have votes. So the only mm-hmm. way that they control their own destiny is if it ultimately is a tie. So I don't know how much of their plan was, okay, we've got to get Lark and Pepper going in different directions. One, so they're not feeling like that they're going to work together against us. And then also, two, so we want to make sure that this vote goes to a tie. So it's going to be Elsie that makes the call. Yeah, and I think that, you know, if 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 they're really just trying to ensure that, you know, these two other people left, Lark and Pepper, are truly not working together, that, you know, giving them both the impression that it's like we're working, like you're my person and we're in on this plan together. Um, because they, they really, as long as they had Pepper, you know, going with this, it didn't matter. It didn't really matter what Lark was doing. Um, but, like, I don't know what what was the harm in Lark being like it's not going to happen um so just vote in Logan anyway and we're all on the same page um what's the harm in that but I guess it is smart if you're trying to drive the wedge between Lark and Pepper even more and if that was very much the thought behind it then that makes sense but in this process, it, it seems like she really burned Lark, mm-hmm. but she has no, she has no other options left. Louise is gone anyway, so what is she going to do? She's she has no real strong bonds with anyone else left in the house, so it doesn't really matter if she lied to her. Um, but I do wonder if like production is really wanting them to be like, we need there to be some intrigue here. So if you can keep things a little open ended, so that we can, I don't know, I don't know how much yeah. conversing about like you know breaking the fourth wall in this is really happening. 
And, you know, and honestly, why not just let it go to a tie and give her more time to just decide? Because she could have just really just wanted a little bit extra time to think about it. And for the, like uh, Rob said, for the power to be in her hand, you split the vote, you, you know, you tell Lark, okay, I'll, you know, I'll vote, I'll vote in Louise. But then you sit and think about it and you're just like, no, there's no point. Because even if you send in Louise and Louise does um, take the shot at Pepper you can do one of two things. Nobody truly knows who Pepper is, like we pointed out earlier. They don't truly know if that they're right or not. So the ultimate thing is Louise might go home anyway. So what's the point of kind of doing this whole, you know, rally around that when also we don't know if Louise maybe turns and, and, and picks Logan. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though... Because Louise had a lot of clues. Louis, like, mm-hmm. Louise is like, yeah. I, I don't know if they knew every single thing that Louise knew. Exactly. So you might as well just not take the chance. You just put in Logan, you take out the layout layup and you're all good. And I just think Elsie just wanted to keep her options open until she made the decision. And yes, I do also think production had probably had they love a tie, right? Like I think that they yeah. want to see every possible outcome get played out. Like they got the, yes. the an outcome they didn't even anticipate in the first episode with somebody, or maybe they did anticipate. We don't know right. that's up for debate. But mm-hmm. I think that of course, if there's an opportunity for a tie here, we're getting down to the end. There's only two people with votes, um, and mm-hmm. we're gonna have a tiebreaker. Like if that can happen, they, they I mean, absolutely want that to happen. I'm surprised. No, uh, Big Brother 24 spoilers. I, I'm surprised production was <laughs> didn't like push like either of the like groups of five from the split house to yeah. end up going to a tie. So like, oh, the HOH will have to break mm-hmm. the the tie live. But um, I don't know well, if they maybe. Can... Big Brother uh, production does not have the uh, the charm and sway that the claimed fame production has. Very possible. However, I'm sure that a TMZ article would uh, argue that the Big Brother production is is wonderful and, mm-hmm. and doing such a great job. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about uh the uh guess off uh because i i did feel like that for the first time uh, i thought that they were trying to uh maybe chew the scenery a little bit here on the the guess off to fill some time uh sarah did you feel that way at all uh before i answer that question can i give you my uh conspiracy theory on the voto booth yes which has been much discussed on this podcast (laughs) this is how i see it there is what we see, this little plywood photo booth with a curtain. They go in, then they come out and go to the set where the actual photo booth is. Mm-hmm. So you think That's they just go theory. in and come out and then yes. they film it? See, I still think that it's like it's just like a it, it's it's a tunnel essentially and there's like a real door because it, it looks like it's connected to the house, right? That's my other theory. There's that yeah. uh, there is a hole in a, in the wall, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it's like a yeah. shed because the camera angles and it just doesn't look like there's enough room for everything in there. I mean, one of you did say maybe the the, the curtain is over the door, so you've got the sound. You've actually got a sound thing. Yeah, but, uh, but I, I think the easiest thing is to pop them in and then take them out again. Yeah. yeah in the garage or whatever doing the votes. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> because it's like, they're renting this house. That's they can't true. like build like yeah. a tunnel to go through. A like, tunnel, yeah. that's true. No, Katy Perry is not charging them mm-hmm. rent, Rob. This is a gift to yes. her friends, the Jonases. Yes. <laughs> Are they really friends? Is it, is it, 
No, I'm just uh, making up this narrative that Katie Perry owns this house and she lent it out. <laughs> this is why they should have been on to Luke Bryan because Katie Perry did. Now, do they know that Katie Perry uh, was an owner of this house or uh, at one point lived in this house? I do not no, know if it guess. came up. Yeah, I have to guess. They the house. Guess what? Oh, they, they tell them. Uh, they tell them the first episode. Yeah, that's, the, first the, episode, that's yeah. the final challenge. Is is mm. okay? Elsie and Logan, you know who each other are, so that's not fun. Your <laughs> final challenge is to guess who which celebrity lived in this house at one point Mm -hmm. the final challenge have fun yeah maybe that's in the finale um so ultimately uh we uh we're like sort of like revisiting with pepper uh like pepper remember remember the first episode you almost you could have you should have gone home that first night pepper look at you now (laughs) here you are like yep yep. still still not doing good at the challenges yeah still still struggling because She's not. She's not a focus of the the events of this uh, vote off guess off mm-hmm. voto uh, guess off. She's not a focus of this guess off. So why are we talking to her about? Oh, you should go on because that's the you know personal story bump. This should be if you're asking her that question. This should be her exit episode. Mm-hmm. So yes, very manufactured to answer your question from earlier. Yeah. Is this edgic? Does is this is this uh you know story arc for Pepper? Uh, you know, winners edit type stuff where it's like, look how far you've come. To, like we we literally get Kevin being like, you know what? I I think if you hadn't had that first night, that really that really pushed you into Changed the game everything. and like look at you now. Mm-hmm. It's like what a weird yeah, look- thing. Um, so you know, are we are we thinking that there's p- like potential for? Uh, we, we've been saying it's it's Logan or LC is probably the winner here, but I, I have also said like there's a non-zero chance that Peppers are winner here um i don't think it's outside the realm of possibility and perhaps we're just getting some edgic stuff here where wow. we're like, well we need to like make sure pepper's story is is remembered in this episode not but not this backhanded pep talk though pepper talk <laughs> pepper yeah talk. yeah <laughs> i just that and i think it was just to add to the to the um drama that maybe Elsie will pick Louise and Louise will pick Pepper. I think that's yeah, I think that's yeah. also that's why fair. they added yeah. it. Yeah. Like, oh, d- oh, maybe this might be Pepper's last night. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I did I did stop and feel like I was like, why are y'all going in on this woman? Right now? <laughs> um so then all right, we get that it's a tie. Elsie is gonna pick Logan, a uh, total betrayal of uh what she told Lark. Uh and so now we know what Logan is going to do. And so there's a really funny moment where the Jonas brothers are, are going to like, he's going to guess Simone Biles. Uh, and uh, they ask Logan, like, okay, uh, was there a clue that really made you feel that way? It's like, yeah, oh, she just looks exactly like her. I'm a hundred percent confident. There's really no clue that helped with that. Like, okay. Okay. All the gold medals. No clues after that point. I actually didn't even look at them. Mm-hmm. He's like, they look like, exactly like twins. And it's like, what? Well, he asked. Oh. This is. I feel like if unless they 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 did it before and they just didn't show it. I feel like this is the first time that like they took all the suspense away. Not that there was any in the first place, but um, by you know instead of doing the reveal right away, you know, asking like what led you to this. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> we know we all know what's going to happen here, so we might as well have like a little talk about what were the clues that brought you here. They mm-hmm. did not do this with anyone else. No. Okay. So then ultimately, uh, it is Simone Biles, um, that I feel like that, um, 
Luis to me, I think was like the least sort of like, uh, like award showy about, uh, her relative. Like, uh, just like, yeah, it's my sister. I love her. Like, uh, that, but Jim was like, oh my God, she is the greatest gymnast of all time. She is amazing. Just like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) He did say her, her, her sister was an inspiration to her and and some people, she said. (laughs) <laughs> like I thought she was gonna say that my sister is an inspiration to millions sure. of Americans. She's like, yeah, it's just some, no, people, some people also. I think that this, you know, this comes down to Louise is young, and I just don't think that she's like very media trained. Um, whereas <laughs> I think that some of these people might have maybe a little bit more experience or exposure to that kind of like thing because. I, you know, I loved Louise. I thought she was incredible casting. I thought she was mm-hmm. really fun on the show. But we saw like time and time again, like she's very giggly. She's kind of gets like a little nervous in situations, doesn't always know what to say. So I think that may, if anything, like that, the reveal was like kind of like an awkward thing for her where she <laughs> like didn't really know what to say. Um, so I think that it might have been a little bit of that as well. You know, yeah. how old is she? Like 20? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we find out her real name is Adria. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Adria Louise. Adria Louise. Okay. All right. And so uh, we got a little bit like a, like a post credit sequence uh, in this episode, which is very rare. I feel like we haven't gotten that all season where, okay, uh, Logan is saying like, LC, she got caught. She tried to play both sides. Uh, and we see her trying to explain why she did what she did to Lark. Uh, and says there was, there was two reasons. She says that one, I don't want her to know that I'm on to her. I guess uh, presumably talking about Pepper and says I needed to keep Pepper because that's the only way we are going to figure out Logan. And so um, do we believe what Elsie is saying? Is, is, is she finally ready to turn on Logan? Mm. I I don't know because I mean she's she was definitely entertaining that to Lark in the bathroom even though she ultimately like you know made a decision that favors Logan over Lark um but like I was saying earlier like I have to think that they're getting to the point where like okay we're down to four we have what maybe one round before the finale like at what point do I um, do I take a shot at Logan? Yeah. I, I think that you know it's 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 that classic thing where you like you want to work with them to a certain point and cut them at the right time. And uh, I think that there's definitely a chance that Elsie is considering that. We're getting a lot of confessional bites from her where she's talking about like I got to do what I got to do. Like this money will change my life for my family. And so mm-hmm. I think that we're getting enough indication that she has it in her, and that's something she's con- considering. She's got to turn off her feelings. So. So that could be um, foreshadowing for her eventually actually taking um, out Logan. I do think that she has more reason uh, to keep Pepper around than just that. But I think that's a very easy thing to give to Lark in that situation. Now, let's revisit Sarah's question from earlier in the podcast about uh, how do we think the finale will go? Now, I was under the impression there's only one more episode, but maybe there's two. I think there's two. I think okay. I think Sam Moore has discovered there okay. are t- there's 10 total episodes. All right. Episodes. He is the master of that. Okay. So if we get down from from 4 to 3 next week, then we will get to, I mean 10 episodes seems uh, more like the a series than 9 episodes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I guess then all right, we'll get down from 4 to 3, but then Sarah, do you have a theory of what happens at 3? 
I I have lots of ideas. I'll give you one. Uh, I'm not, you know, ready to lay down my life for this theory. But I wondered if it would be something, I mean, we don't know if it's a final three or a final two. Presumably the last episode is the winner, so whether it's three to two and then the winner or a final episode where all three compete. I wondered if it was something like, all right, you have 20 minutes to write down every clue that you got for every person mm-hmm. in 20 minutes. Mario, you like that? I like it. I don't know yeah. if it's writing it down, but I can definitely see some machination of like every clue for every person in the house, name them all. And like yes. the person with the most can win. I could definitely yeah. see that. The person yes. that knows the most about everything and not just yes. who's left. Yeah. Because that's very that time, interesting. They have to they have to figure that I mean, obviously you know everybody who's left. And if there's only three left, they are going to be the producers, the the writers, the creators of the show are going to think, well, if everybody knows everybody, what is it? What can we test them with? And I think it'll be a test of, all right, the last however many days you've been here, you've seen 320 clues in total. How many of them can you name? For, and and for each, for? you have to attach yeah. them to each person. Mm-hmm. That's, That's very idea. interesting. That's a great what idea. What about what about you? What, do you have any ideas of of what how it could work? So, I just feel like that. I, I think it it has to be another guess off, and I do wonder if will there be one guesser or will there be multiple guessers? Uh, and do you want to like will there be a challenge and you can decide if you are if you are the guesser or uh, if the other people have to guess, but. Or maybe it's like you have to guess both of the other people in the finals mm-hmm. in, in in the final guess off, and if you're right, you win. Because I feel like that if it gets down to Elsie, Logan, and either uh, you know uh, Lark or uh, Pepper, and I think that like we're closer on those two. Like I do think that there is some intrigue of like uh, you know for Logan and Elsie. Like what if they're both wrong? Like, I don't think they want to end the show with that. Like, they kind of well, need the winner yeah. to be right. That's what I was thinking about with the the fact that the Martha Stewart and Lawrence Fishburne um, stars were on the the uh, carpet in the in the challenge. Is it's like, are they really worried that we're going to get into a situation where, like, the, the game ends with someone just being wrong? Like, that's not mm-hmm. great. That's mm-hmm. not fun. So were they really just trying to yeah. avoid that situation? And it can end with with somebody being wrong, but somebody has to be right. Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, you gotta have it like a, uh, in the finale. Somebody's got to guess an identity correct. <laughs> what a weird way that it ends. Like, it's like <laughs> none of you knew anything. Unfortunately, Elsie <laughs> and and uh, and Lark and Elsie guesses. It's a stalemate. Uh, Martha Stewart, and it's over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then Lark says, "Lark wants fish burn." Like, oh no! <laughs> and, and at least we got Elsie. You know, hearing the name Jason Aldean uh, in the conversations with the women. Like, I, I have more faith that Elsie is going to get where she needs to get than I do that Logan is going to get to Kiki Palmer. Like, he's starting to say, like, ah, maybe not Lawrence Fishburne, but I don't know if he's ever even thought Kiki Palmer. What if it comes to a final two and they're just standing there guessing Back until and forth. you get it yes. right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> a literal guess-off. Just keep a going. Until- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To what you said, Rob, I really wonder with, with, uh, with Logan, because 
So the people, Kiki Palmer's name, as we mentioned, did come up in conversation. The people that were in that conversation are all gone. I think it was mm-hmm. Dominique. I think it was Kai um, and uh, Louise. Uh, Louise was the one that back. said it. Yeah. Louise was the mm-hmm. one that said Kiki Palmer. Not in like, oh, I think that someone's related to Kiki Palmer. She just said, oh, Kiki oh, yeah. Palmer's From in that and the movie. B, I, love I love her. her. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's it. So it's like, I don't. I think that Logan might get close to um, going off of the Lawrence Fishburne clue, but I don't necessarily know that he's going to get to Kiki Palmer, which is the problem, um, without people there to bounce things off of, um, assuming that Lark and uh, Pepper are yeah. no help with this. Um, mm-hmm. But I do, I did notice that in the conversation he had with Pepper where they were like, our people's names weren't on the stars um, where he said like, it just seems so obvious. And so perhaps it is too obvious that it's Lawrence Fishburne. So I think he's getting close, but I just don't know that he will get Kiki Palmer. Yeah. But there's, they have a secondary guess for her, which is also wrong. Yeah. What's so the if they go guess? off Lawrence, um, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard that one in a while. I forgot about that. And mm-hmm. How about Elsie? Uh, and what, what a, you know, masterclass that she is putting on in, in opening the show. She's talking to Lark about how her father is trying to always lose weight. He doesn't have any real milk and he only uses in his coffee prune sugar. Is this a thing? Is that what she said? I thought he, she said, powdered cream no prune sugar sugar? Sugar. i must have missed this that sounds disgusting sarah have you ever had prune sugar never in my life but that i I mean i don't mind a prune on occasion but sounds uh, great for digestion Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah but that does bring up uh what i was gonna mention that it's very interesting that i think the reason why logan and lc have the better chance is because they're lying about their relation to their relative. Like Elsie is saying that it is her father that that is the person when it's actually her sister. Mm -hmm. And Logan is saying it's his grandfather. I think it is right. I think he said grandfather when it's actually his cousin or something like that. Well, and I wonder if that helps Elsie even more because it's like it, you know, at least with uh, Logan, it's like you could think both are, are are male and with like father versus sister, like you if you're really fixated on it being uh, a man, like you might not ever get to uh, Kiki Palmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the most effective? Let's uh, we rewind to episode one. We're going to give our two truths and a lie. Do we? You know, we are now entering season two. Do we say to ourselves, "Ah, the most effective lie in that two truths and a lie is my relate my relationship"? Because as we've as you, as you say, Elsie has stuck to the fact that it's her father, so mm-hmm. it's the wrong gender and it's the wrong age. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody who's recently played a uh, claim to fame game, yes, that is very tricky when you are not getting the relationship correct. (laughs) Yeah, quite. (laughs) Very much so. Okay. Anything else claim to fame we want to make sure we cover from this week? Well, just the Jonas, the Jonas CI uh, outfits for the guess off, which were uh, just like in Casablanca, they were the reverse of each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the beige jacket over the black shirt for Kevin 
And then our favourite was wearing a yellow shirt with a black jacket. So they were a very nice uh, Frankie, uh, yeah. negative reverse of each other. Yeah. Um, how about uh, Frankie's burn about how like, oh, like all celebrities are related somehow. And I'm related to uh, the, my fav- favourite all brothers band, Hanson. Yeah. I I love I love their dynamic. I think that Frankie's had better burns, but yes. you know yes. I love him so much. I'll let it slide. Hanson's like thanks for the mention. Yeah. <laughs> that burn actually confused me because when we were going into the challenge, I was like, oh okay, so it's just going to be a string of other people, other celebrities related, like literally related to yeah. this person. I well, didn't realize it until like they started that it was the Kevin Bacon yeah, like yeah. six degrees. I was like, oh my god, why did they do this to me? Is Ke- <laughs> six degrees of Kevin Bacon copyrighted? Like, did they not get Kevin yeah. Bacon to like it why? Be. Why did they yeah. were they did they not say that this game is like six degrees of Kevin Bacon? It's like they went like in such an end around to say what it was. Do you think yeah. that Kevin Bacon's name was on any of the stars? Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, oh, or we just can't use a celebrity's name for the game because it's like leading the witness or something. I don't know. <laughs> I bet it's <laughs> copyrighted. Like, I bet it's like a board game. And and I feel like I, I have some breaking news here. Yes, yes. Oh. Yes. Breaking I news? Googled I googled prune sugar and I have not found it. So yeah, is, I have not found Elsie, it either. Is Elsie lying about prune sugar? I wonder. I'm not, her I wonder mind. No, Mar, I bet it's something that it's only like you know it's probably like two hundred dollars an ounce or something like that that you can't even get it. That's probably it. I I don't have Kiki Palmer money. Kiki Palmer <laughs> stays in her bag, so I don't yeah. I don't She's have got that. that prune sugar money. Prune sugar money. Do you think that Kiki Palmer is like annoyed? And it's like watching the show. Like, uh, why are you telling everybody about my business? <laughs> no, no. She Kiki Palmer tweet. loves it. Yeah, I think she tweeted a couple weeks ago about um, like a support tweet for her sister. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah. yeah, I think she's at least paying attention, unlike uh, Grandmaster Norris. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, no, I, like- I think Kiki loves this. Kiki, yeah. Kiki loves being like the conversation, like in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah, why did you go and bring back the Chuck Norris pillow? Uh, because he was mentioned jenny said his name oh, and God. he sat up and thought oh i've been called mm-hmm. so that that face can meet me in my dreams or nightmares tonight so i will never forget it yeah um it seems like kevin bacon is in on the six degrees of separation that his charitable organization is called six degrees.org and so uh he had a po- podcast called the last degree of kevin bacon oh maybe they, they I mean, were the original, about the confusion. the original phrase is six degrees of separation comes from a a play by an American playwright Mm -hmm. and it was kind of turned into the Kevin Bacon for fun. He's a fun guy. Um, And maybe they didn't use his name because maybe one of his relatives will be on season two. No, maybe. Okay. (laughs) Is it going to be Kira Sedgwick? Okay. All right. (laughs) I don't think, can I just, can I just say, um, you know, I'm an easygoing gal, but I absolutely reject uh, relationship by marriage. Mm. Okay. Oh, like, uh, yeah, so I'm I sorry think, for, for the, I think it's unfair because if you're, if you're going to use like, um, like genetics as like, uh, clues, then I think like, if you have people where you're like, Oh, they have like the same eyes, like, or yeah. just like a very obvious, like genetic, I think that there should be some sort of blood relation in all of the, the, uh, familial, well, um, 
relationships. I would say that if if there was in season two, somebody was married to a celebrity, mm-hmm. I I, th- I would be fine with that. I think if it's like, oh, they were my roommate or something like that. Like, uh, but I feel like uh, like a marriage, I feel like is close enough. Like, well, and I think that, but also beyond it, maybe being unfair because like they don't look like the person. So it'll be harder to guess. I also think that in a way it could be easier to guess because like, I think that, you know, if you know a celebrity, you might be more likely to know or recognize their spouse if they've mm-hmm. been on like red carpets yeah. with them or something. Mm-hmm. So I think that that it's almost like a, that's like too close for home, but also not genetic. But I, I feel like I, I'd be OK with spouse, but don't, I don't want to get into like brother in law or something no, like that. No, no. Stop it. Stop it. No, yeah, that's why I think it should be like Australian survivor versus water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where somebody's yeah. brother was with her, her momentary boyfriend. It was. Yes. Yeah, let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, this was so much fun. Of course, uh, Sarah and Mari, uh, how many magnifying glasses would you give this episode? Uh, definitely. This episode itself, mm-hmm. maybe I'd give it a four. four. I love trivia. Ooh. I'm a huge trivia buff. But the drama at the end, like, I have to take off one point because it was so manufactured. We, I feel, I felt like we knew Louise was going no matter what at this point. So um, I, I'll give it a four. Fair. It's always enjoyable. Yes. Uh, for me, the concept in the season is a solid five. Uh, mm-hmm. This episode is a three and a half, though I enjoyed the trivia. There have been more exciting episodes, but three and a half is still What about this podcast, watchable. Sarah? How many magnifying glasses? Uh, ten. 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 Yes. Wow. Let's go. Okay. I've been in the Millie gang since day one. Yeah. <laughs> and we appreciate that. Sarah, what's coming up on Crime Scene? Well, uh, right now, hot off the presses is Trainwreck Woodstock 99. Yes. With Murray, myself, and The king of trainwrecks, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've finished listening to this, you can jump straight on the train. And uh, we said that I say a C word, not the one you're thinking of, one, another one. <laughs> We say the S word a lot, all of us. And Mari, surprisingly, for the first time on the podcast, says the F word. Wow. Uh, yes, yeah, that's a great teaser. Yeah, go check us out. We had a wonderful time. Don't believe the lies that Chappelle was spreading on nothing but Netflix. Go and check out my wonderful intro for him um, on a crime scene by going to robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed to subscribe. Okay. Uh, Mari, anything else that you're working on this week? Um, uh, just crime scene. Um, me and Matt will be back soon for the wrestling wrap up. So just go and follow me after on the Twitter. clash at the castle. Yes, sir. After like, <laughs> which is lining up perfectly with like uh, Game of Thrones, like Clash of the Castle and all of their. Yeah, they have like a dragon, um, right? The dragon. Will yeah. Chuck Norris be working security at Clash at the Castle in his British military uniform? Um, I don't think so. I don't think WWE can pay for Chuck Norris right about now. Uh, so uh, just go follow me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much to like the number two so that you'll know when me and Matt uh, come back for the wrestling wrap up. Okay. But that's it for me. Right. Mari, Sarah, thank you so much for being here with us. Jenny, you and I got to play uh, our very own edition of uh, Claim to Fame over on Robin and Community Podcast this weekend. 
What a time that was. Mm-hmm. It was a ride. I did not know what to expect. There were there were moments where I had no idea so what was going on. So many twists and turns, yeah. But it also I felt like this podcast had been like really good training because I think that I was like I was really critically thinking about these clues and I thought that we I thought that we were a good you team. You did such Rob. a good job, yeah. Yeah. So uh, definitely check that out. That was a fun time. Um, I, there's a there's a video version on YouTube uh, if you want to see all of the the confused faces and <laughs> high, other hijinks. There was a video reveal at one point. So definitely check that out. There's a lot going um, on. And it's been, you know, this past weekend was a very claim to fame weekend because I was also on the Big Brother uh, B&B with Mike and Liana, which was an incredible time. And uh, there was also a claim to fame uh, themed game, which was incredible. Um, Again, another great video podcast that's also on the RHAP uh, YouTube page. Um, I definitely recommend the uh, video version, at least for the second half of the the podcast. But just check the whole thing out there. It was fun. Um, So check that out if you... If you have not yet, I had a really, really great time uh, podcasting with those two. Um, and yeah, that's that That was my my weekend of claim to fame things. And then from now uh, going forward, I'm just waiting to see what these, I guess, next two episodes will bring us, what the finale is going to look like. Um, yeah, and just having a great time. All living, right. Living life. Jenny, great job once again. Thank you all so much for listening to our claim to fame recap. We'll be back uh, next week to talk about the final four uh, and what will happen and who will go home uh, when we get back together. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.